Hi everyone, welcome to episode three of All Things Law. My name is Amy. I'm a committee member and a host on this podcast. I'm here with one of the other hosts, Tay, and another guest, Korea. We are joined today by guest speakers Tor and Adela as we speak about the journey of women into law. Um, so Tor and Adela, would you like to introduce yourselves? So hi everyone, I'm really grateful to be here. My name is Tor, if you don't already know me. I am a lawyer and a coach for Tor's Law, which is a career and mindset coaching service, helping lawyers and all to just live and be better than yesterday. And anyone and everyone is welcome to get involved because the tools, the tips, the techniques, they are universal to all. So like I say, everyone is welcome. So that's me in a nutshell, Tor at Tor's Law. And hi, my name is Adela. I'm the founder and director of Rajshaw Solicitors. Um, um, we practice um, mainly in family law and will writing. And we are based over here in West London. Um, and we help the high net worth type of clients um, nationally and internationally. So and that's me, Adela from Rajshaw Solicitors. So my first question is, do you think your journey into law has been made more challenging because you are a woman? And if so... How was it made more challenging and how did you deal with these issues? Um, so I think it's challenging being um, a woman and I feel as though, I don't know, for me, I dealt with it through just having the confidence, knowing that I'm good enough and just spreading that spirit throughout the teams that I've worked with really. Because yeah, I've worked alongside and against some really interesting characters, shall we say. Um, but it's all about just being able to handle them in your own way. So if that means being assertive, then, um, then that's the way you deal with it. But yeah, no, it is, it's definitely a challenge and, um, yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think I completely agree with Tor as well. Like people, um, they probably do see you differently and, you know, and just because you are a woman, some, it may not be obvious, um, that people are kind of seeing you that way or you can't do anything because because you're a woman in, in law or whatever. It may be sort of very, um, very, how, what's that word I'm looking for? It's very kind of like underhanded way of saying things and doing things, but you can just feel it. Um, so yeah, I guess we've all been through that. Um, but just like Tor said, just knowing that you're good enough and you know what you're doing is is more than enough and if you've got your your dreams and goals that you actually want to um connect with your goals that you want to hit you will just get on and do it it doesn't matter you know um whether there's people out there who are gonna gonna say to you you know oh you're a woman you can't do this i mean i there's there's a solicitor actually but she she doesn't think she practices anymore but um i came across her while i was networking and she was saying she was um uh, kind of practicing one of the first um, women's solicitors back in the day when she was the only woman in um, a courtroom full of men and she was the only woman in the firm um, you know and she was treated differently um, she was treated um, a lot different hearing her story was like oh my gosh like us compared to her we didn't go through anything compared to what she went through but it's amazing to see how where it started or where it's continued over to us. And I can see and I can, and I speak to people constantly who are saying that they actually feel it kind of where they are at the moment. Um, so it's amazing to see that that has continued over the years, if not centuries, um, where people, just because you are a woman, they think that you can't do anything, but 
you know, just keep going. Just keep going and do it. If you've got a goal, if you've got a dream, just carry on, do it. Um, you know, we, we know better than them anyway, don't we? So, <laughs> um, yeah. So just, yeah, you've got a goal, got a dream. Doesn't matter if you're male or female, you know, um, what, you know, what ethnicity you are, what, uh, you know, what social class you're from. Um, just get out and go there and do it. As long as you're determined, you will do it. Um, keep your focus. Uh, people are going to be there just going to put you down along the way, but who cares? Just just get on and do what you need to do. That's great. Thank you. Um, so I've just got the question of, do you believe that women are disfavoured in professions um, such as law and within the job sector as a whole, really, due to maternity leave and other female-orientated commitments? What do you think, Tor? I'll let you have that one. Well... I would start, yes, I do think women are disfavoured um, in professions such as law. Obviously, I can only really speak from law because that's, you know, what we're in. But, um, yeah, the answer is definitely a yes. And the job sector as a whole, yeah, because I know, I know people that have come to me sort of, you know, whether it be through the coaching or just as lawyer friends, and they've had issues, whether it be to do with maternity leave and other female orientated commitments like picking the kids up from school you know people scheduling meetings at 9am in the morning and at three o'clock in the afternoon could they be moved around to cater for for these women and men as well you know men do the school run too it's not just it's not just women but there's definitely a disadvantage um for sure and we just see it all the time from from the stories that we're being told there are law firms you know that don't have policies in place there are law firms that are breaking the rules and they are breaking the rules badly and it's not right it's not on and i'm not saying less cool them out because sometimes we know who they are but let's try and make a difference in in any way we can whether it be you know address the issue or or do something about it and try and help someone you know that's going through that to to make a change and to to make it right yeah definitely yeah definitely definitely i definitely agree with you at all um you just need to kind of uh i think we are kind of women are disadvantaged in that in that way but um it's it is like it is getting better um it is getting better but um yeah just kind of echo what tool said tool said really Thank you. So um, my question is, um, do you think that women are well represented in the legal sector now comparing to before? And you talk about the challenges you're facing. Do you think that you're facing more challenges than your male colleagues? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a very good question. <laughs> so what do you think, Tor? Because the thing is, like, we, I mean, I can talk about because um, I'm running my own business at the moment, mm. um, we actually don't have any men in, in in the in the firm. It's not this is not on purpose. It just happened that way. Um, so I can talk about kind of my experiences in the past where um, that has happened. Um, but I think Tor, you'd be able to answer that a little bit better. Yeah, I'd say first of all, um, women are actually, especially in the solicitors profession, that wasn't always the case. But I think in the last few years, I've heard we've actually yeah tipped the scales and we are now the majority and there's going to be certain sort of areas of law that are more sort of women friendly and more popular with women and they tend to be sort of family law for example whereas the corporate side is still quite male you know corporate commercial is still quite male dominated and that's the area that I'm in and 
definitely you look around, you sit around these board meetings and, and it is men. A lot of the time you are the only woman sitting around that table. So it really varies depending on what you do, what firm you're at, what clients you've got, what industry, you know, you're working with in terms of, of the clients. But from a personal sort of point of view, there, you know, as, as a woman, I've definitely been underestimated. I've not always been given opportunities to move up. And I just say to people, you know, if, if you're not being given the chance, create that opportunity for yourself. If you feel there's an issue, take a stand, like make it known and just try to do something about it. And that might be, you know, staying where you're at and making a change, but it might mean making a move as well. So it's, it really depends on sort of who you are, where you're at, what you want. Um, and then the second part of that question, I, I can see that, you know, you're saying, what are the, um, the challenges that your male colleagues are not facing as much as you? Well, you know, the fact that I've just said I've been underestimated, not always given opportunities. Um, I've t been told that I'm too nice and not aggressive enough. And the guys ain't always been t being told these things. You know, they, they say that they're, you know, we say this is what we've been told. This is what we've been given and and they're not always being told the same things and we know that because we're friends with them you know they are our colleagues we are lawyers we're gonna talk <laughs> so you know to to think that you can get away with treating women differently is it's not right it's not good and um and it's not like it's it's a secret um i'm not saying it is everyone and all law firms or anything like that it's definitely not there are great places to work and there are great places to be but it does happen. It is still there. And I'm still getting calls through, even through the coaching that I do saying, these are the struggles. These are the obstacles that I'm facing and I need help dealing with them. So it's definitely a thing and it's, it's unfortunate, but we need to, again, work together to make these changes. So this question is aimed at Todd, just because we have talked about this previously. So what do you think law firms could do to improve socioeconomic diversity within law firms considering the cost of illegal education? So, yeah, I can see why this is aimed at me. I'm just <laughs> so about diversity. So, yeah, thank you. I, as you know, you know, I come from a poor, a poor disadvantaged background. Disadvantaged to some, I say, because actually it doesn't matter where you are from. Because as I always say to people, your background is your strength. Like that is my thing. And I try and spread that word because the more, the more people that realize that, the more confidence they will have to just go out there and just do whatever they want to do. And, you know, when you say what can firms do, what can these organizations do to be better? I think they can be more accepting that people from a poorer background, you know, that is normal too. There's not just one or two people from these backgrounds. There's loads of us. There are loads of us and there are more of us coming into the industry. And why can't there be even more of us coming in, you know, at every level, not just at entry level, at, you know, at every level, I think it doesn't matter and it can be more accommodating. And especially I think the, um, the recruiting side of stuff and the procedures that are in place, I think they could definitely be improved to try and get the best talent, not just looking at grades and what school and what college and what uni you went to, but actually what skills have you got outside of law that can actually help you with your legal job? I think that's really important. And if, if you're not highlighting that on your CVs, then you need to, especially if you do come from a poor background, like you said, if you know, you're struggling with trying to get the funds to pay for 
whatever your next step is in the legal career that's that's going to be a challenge but yeah there's there's always options and um yeah I think that's it's definitely an issue to consider could they subsidize that in some way for certain candidates probably um could they create schemes that help people more yeah I'd say so it's just a, a case of making it making it a thing I really agree with that and I'm so glad that um you're bringing awareness to it because it's something that so many people don't think about um but my question is more for Adela so I was just wondering what inspired you to get into family law and have you always wanted to work in that area of law um I think when I first um kind of had the idea that I wanted to kind of become a lawyer um I knew that I wanted to do something within the legal field not necessarily family law um but I just, I knew like when I was starting uni and stuff that I wanted to help people. That's the reason I was actually getting into law. Um, so, I mean, initially I kind of thought I'll, I'll do something that's a bit more kind of commercial. You know, I'm going to be helping kind of people um, get those um, deals with, you know, doing all these business contracts and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I tried that for a little while. Um, board and I felt as though I wasn't actually helping people as such um, so when I actually did my training um, I got kind of um, a little a little bit of a um, kind of experience of doing the whole kind of family law law side of things and I think my passion kind of grew from there where I thought you know I'm actually doing something to help people um, you know, people come to you, they're so confused, they're so upset, you know, it's, it's, this is like people's lives. Um, so, you know, and I was like, well, I can actually do something to help. So I was finding that people are coming to us so super confused, don't know what to do, how does the divorce process start, you know, what do I do? They know that they can't stay with their partner anymore, you know, for whatever reason. And it, it was just so sad to see people kind of go through that. But you know, I was able to help them, talk them through it, not only just explain the process of the legal side of things, but also kind of be there to listen to them in terms of, you know, their emotional side of things and kind of be that person who's able to help them see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I think that was really, really rewarding for me. And then when you know, you, you see them going through that journey where they've started, they've come to you just broken and not confused and not knowing what they want to do or where to go or how to start things. And then, you know, you start the process and help them and you can see them kind of just becoming um, back to their normal self, kind of becoming a lot more confident, um, having a lot of courage to kind of just get on and get, get to the other side, really. Um, and kind of be a bit reasonable in kind of settling so their financial matters side of things, being a bit more flexible when it comes to, especially if there's children involved, you know, being a bit more flexible um, with the other the other partner, you know, with the ex-husband or wife, um, trying to see the kids and kind of split the childcare and those kind of things. So that really, really kind of, it really got to me because I thought I can actually help people. I can not just help people, but I'm actually making a difference in people's lives. Um, you could, you know, and it's that side of me where I, I'm, I'm such a warm person. I like helping people. And I think that um, really uh, was that passion for me that really got me into family law. Um, and I absolutely love what I do. 
absolutely love it. So yeah, it's just absolutely amazing to, to be able to help people and make them see sense in a way because people just kind of get really, they can get really bitter when it comes to these kind of things and say, well, I, you know, it, it becomes a, a game of he said, she said. And so you need to take all of that out and say, right, okay, what is it that we actually need to look at? What's the underlying thing out of all of this? And let's just move forward. Um, but yeah, it's really rewarding. It's really, it's, um, I do really enjoy it. It's, it's brilliant. Making a difference is what, what I wanted to do. So yeah, I, I'm doing that and I'm loving what I do. That's pretty nice. I can see that you have a passion for it. So that's really nice. To hear. <laughs> My next question is, um, well, during the pandemic, it was really hard to work or to stay motivated. So my question is, um, as a solicitor, how do you persevere through tough times? Um, you know what? It depends on the day for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> depends on what the issue is and the days are. I do love to um, dance and I do love to sing. And sometimes in the middle of the day, just randomly, that is what I will do. I'll put on a song <laughs> and I'll have a dance or I'll just decide to sing. Obviously not interrupting anyone else's meetings or the office or anything <laughs> like that. Obviously, it's been much easier working from home most of the time. So, um, yeah, I definitely love to do that. And at the very start of the pandemic, which was the start of the very first lockdown, I began meditating. And it was something that someone said to me before, you know, just try it, just try it. And it never worked for me. It never worked. And that was a few years prior. And then I got into it just, just doing it just for a few minutes a day and increasing that sometimes if I felt like it and you know, decreasing it when I felt like it too. And it really has changed my life. So I now meditate every single day, sometimes for just a couple of minutes, sometimes for a couple of seconds, if I really am struggling to find time that day. And it has changed my life for the better. So I absolutely love that. And in terms of just helping the team through the pandemic as well, I've managed to just create what I call happiness Zoom. So every now and then just set a time everyone tunes in and I just do a happiness zoom so you'll all go around and tell a joke or you'll turn up to the zoom in fancy dress if I set a theme we had one guy who left the team and um he's he, I said choose a theme he said pirates so we all dressed up as pirates and this is in the middle of the working day and just a nice little half an hour to an hour where we all just have a laugh have a chat have a catch up and it just breaks up the day and connects you with people when yeah when you just feel a little bit not not close or disconnected sometimes and that little chat just brings everyone back together puts a smile on everyone's face and I think that's how a lot of people have, have got through this tough time because we've I think we all have either lost someone or know someone who's lost someone and it's been pretty damn tough so yeah for me it's singing dancing meditating and happiness zooms <laughs> oh, I do pretty much the same thing I love singing and dancing um don't ask me to sing right now though <laughs> <laughs> my name may be Adela but I cannot sing like Adele that's all I'm going to say on that one but um, <laughs> but even even in the office over here like um I say uh you know uh myself and the and the girls we just we will just kind of take take a break randomly just have a laugh and a joke and we will just dance around have a stretch around um I mean Tor is absolutely wonderful she is absolutely brilliant actually because she did some coaching sessions with the girls 
And since, I mean, I've been saying to the girls, I was like, come on, you guys need to take a break, you know, chill out, have a, you know, have a bit of a laugh and a joke, you know? And I like, no, we've got work to do, we've got work to do. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but then, no, 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 we've got work to do. I was like, it's okay, you can just relax and take some time out as well. And then they didn't listen to me, but then when Tor came and did some coaching sessions with them, since then, they have actually taken your advice on board, Tor, by the way. Uh, which okay. has been absolutely brilliant yeah so they actually do they have a chit chat they're a bit more relaxed you know they'll dance around they'll dance around the office um i think people in the other office we play music while we're working um you know i think people in the office um in the other offices here in this building come and peep their heads through to see what we're up to and oh this is so cool we want to come and join you guys you know um it's just really nice just to kind of have that time just to chill and I think that um it's really you need that balance of work and work life home life just you know having that time in between and another thing I do is it's called a whiffle so um you just basically get together and you just kind of say whatever you like whatever you're feeling um so what does that so whiffle stands for whatever I feel like saying or something like that um so you know they'll just kind of express whatever they want to express uh be it you know personal be it work be it good good give it or, or, or good news bad news or whatever they it's just so that they can just let it off their chest um and it just really really helps um which is good um and yeah and um trying to get through all of that stuff what I do personally is apart from the dancing, I, I go off and do my martial arts, um, so which is good. First thing in the morning, do a bit of meditation, do a bit of Thai boxing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. It releases those, um, what are they called, endorphins. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's great hearing some of The happy drugs. Yeah, I'll definitely be copying <laughs> some of them going into my January exams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got one final question here. So do you feel that the challenges you faced getting into the legal sector hindered or improved your abilities in regard to working in law? Um, I'd say, oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because it's, you're basically mm. saying being a woman, you. Um, and I think it empowers you. But um, what the problem is, is the way people treat you as a woman I think that's the issue really I just mm. if I'm answering the question um yes yeah, it's, it's a tough one because people people are just some people that is are just not as respectful to women as they are to men and I think that's the bottom line and it's unfortunate but it exists and it's a bit like what I said earlier you have to find your way of navigating around how how to deal with the people that crop up who just don't give you that respect who think you're just not good enough or you just can't do the job as good as a guy um because unfortunately it's, it's there and you sometimes are looked down upon and it's not it's not nice it's not great but it it happens oh my god have i actually answered your question can you repeat the question <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking if you think that like so challenges you've faced so maybe any prejudice that you've faced do you think that that's actually made you stronger as a lawyer or do you think that that's maybe you know I mean maybe if you hadn't faced them challenges you would be more successful today mm, yeah I probably went off on a tangent didn't I yeah no, <laughs> I, definitely think, <laughs> I definitely think it has made me stronger because it has made me it's made me a fighter and and for me, there was no other option but to fight. 
Um, and for some people, there are other options. But um, yeah, I am definitely a stronger person because I am a woman and I am a woman in law. And I'm proud of that. And just having the network around me makes me feel empowered and proud. And yeah, it's... Um, it's it's difficult because like we said we're competing with people from very privileged backgrounds and that can be difficult when you know when yeah they're, they're from top unis and they've got the best grades and they've got contacts and experience but you just got to think well who cares because if I know I can do it then I can do it and that's what you've just got to push forwards and do and that's what I've done that's what Adela's done that's what our friends and our other connections have done and it's about sticking together and just standing together and being proud and, and going for it. A bit like what Adela said earlier, you've just got to go for it. Who cares? Yeah. Push forwards. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 100%. Just, just do it. And I think, I think the other thing is, um, like, again, 100% agree with what Joe said. And if you have that goal and you have that mindset that, do you know what? I really, really want it you will do it. It doesn't really matter what anybody else says. That will actually push you more. I don't know personally myself, and I know when I was talking to Tor and, and others that I know, um, is that it's, that has actually pushed us forward. So rather than see that as a, you know, as a hindrance, it's more like a right. I'm going to use it in my favour. The fact that, yeah, I'm a woman, I'm going to go, you know, you're going to put your attributes forward and say, well, actually as a woman, as a, we're multilingual as well. Um, and it's like, you're going to put all that forward. You're going to say, well, actually, yeah, from, I'm, you know, yes, I'm a woman. So I can, I can bring on a lot more clients who are women who will then bring their spouses who, you know, that because obviously everybody, as everybody knows, you know, women, um, <laughs> women are good persuaders. So, you know, they can go in, they can persuade their, their half and say, Oh, look, you know, I don't know, for example, I need a will done or I need some sort of shipping thing done or commercial contract done or whatever. Or let's go over here. I met this person. They're really good. That's a good law firm. They're a good lawyer or whatever. Let's go over there. Um, you know, and then they will then go and tell their connections so on and so forth. Um, so you can use that to your advantage. And also what I've seen as well is because, I can speak more than one language. Um, it's been, you know, I used to shy away from it and, and think, oh my God, that's so embarrassing, you know? So um, I speak this language and that language, but actually over the years, as I've, I've come and kind of experiencing things, I'm like, well, actually, no, yes, I can speak more than one language. What language do you need me to translate in? You know, I can speak to you and I can, I can speak to you in that language and I can talk to you and discuss your case in that language if that's better. You know, um, and it just opens up a whole wider um, range of people that you can communicate with. You know, there's like a whole different community that you can actually communicate with. And just being, I think you always need to kind of, if someone's saying to you that you can't do it or someone's saying to you, well, actually you're a woman or, you know, you've um, try, try and say to you, well, actually, you know, well, I don't know you won't be able to bring clients in because of that or how are you going to do that or you know we we want somebody who speaks only one language or whatever you know but you need to or whatever it is you just need to kind of you flip it around see the positive in everything and just flip it around and use it to your advantage and see the positive in everything i mean one thing i know i told myself and, and one of our other um, um 
uh, ladies, uh, one of our other friends, Maria, we always do talks together. And one of the things I, I say in my part of the talk is that the word that the word impossible doesn't actually live in my vocabulary. Um, because if you break down, if you think outside of the box and you break down the word impossible, that in itself actually spells I'm possible. So in my world, impossible doesn't exist. I can't, I won't, I don't, or I cannot. None of that exists in my world. And I listened to this um, podcast called, I tell, I tell everybody this, Tours probably heard this about a million times. I listened to this podcast by Rob Dial. If he's listening to this, Rob Dial, you know, big shout out to you, you're excellent. But <laughs> he's, um, he's, his podcast is absolutely brilliant and it's called The Mindset, Mindset Mentor. He's based over in America. An absolutely brilliant, brilliant guy. And he talks so much sense. One of the things that he says and really which resonated with me was, and I've been saying this to a lot of people, is he, his mom said to him once, he was telling the story, and he was saying that his mom said to him once, saying, Rob, I'm going to try and do an American accent now, Rob, why is it that you always get what you want? That's such a rubbish accent. <laughs> and he said to her, well, mom, the reason is because the opposite of what I want does not exist. And I thought about that and he repeated it in that podcast and he said, think about it. The opposite of what I want does not exist. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's absolutely amazing. So again, it comes down to sort of like mindset, visualization, um, meditation, you know, and just kind of putting it out there, you know, putting out those positive vibes and thinking, right, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to get. I'm not, there's no, there's no plan B. There is no plan B. I know people say you need to have a plan B, but where does it stop? Some people have a plan C and a plan D. Where, where does that stop? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> so for me, there's just plan A and that's it. And I'm going to, I don't even think that, oh, plan A is not going to happen because plan A is going to happen. That's why I don't have a plan B. Um, and it was just absolutely amazing. And, um, a quick story before before we go, and I'm ranting, but one of my friends, um, I actually said to her the other day, she was kind of, she opened a, a business and she went through a few difficult times. Her mom passed away and everything um, a couple of years ago, whatever. And um, she was thinking about giving up her business. And I said to her, look, you can't do that because in reality, how long have you really been doing your business? First of all, it's only really been a year because of everything else that you went through when you first opened your business. So you really can't count those years in. Um, and then I said to her, you just, and I said, told her this story about Rob Dial and, and what he was saying. And she said, that's so amazing. That's so amazing. And she said, she woke up every morning. This, this has just happened this month in November. She woke up and said every morning she did her affirmations and she goes, I thought of you every morning when I woke up and I was like, Oh, that's nice. Um, but she was saying that she thought about what I said to her about the opposite of what she wants doesn't exist. And her goal was to have three paying, three paying clients in the month of November. She's, she's a coach as well. So she, um, she got her three paying clients. Um, they paid her without any squabble on her fees or anything like that. Um, and um, there was, I think there was about three days left of November. And she's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I just, and she rang me up really stressed out and I said, she goes, I know, and I, I just didn't say anything. I went quiet. And she said, I know exactly what you're going to say to me. I was like, right, okay, so you've just answered your own question. 
She said, yes, the opposite of what I want doesn't exist. And then the next day she rang me again and she goes, oh my God, you will never, you'll never guess what happened. All three clients put the money in, um, into my account. And she goes, I've hit my target and now I just need to plan for their, for their coaching sessions. Um, but yeah, it's just amazing what, you know, you, you just need to, I've probably gone off on a tangent as well, but <laughs> no. I'm just so passionate about it. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Adela, I'm so, going to have to, sorry to interrupt Adela. I'm going to have to hire you as one of the tours law coaches. because That was just great. <laughs> I'm going to be your ambassador as well. Don't you worry, Tor. I'm there. <laughs> yeah, ambassador. Welcome. Ambassador. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can go off on a tangent, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, sorry. I hope I answered your question, though, Tay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, that's great. Um, I do want to ask, though, um, in one simple <laughs> sentence, what would you want to say to your younger selves? You stumped it. I get that question all the time. I'd say, do you know what? When, when you're struggling and you feel like nothing's going to plan, don't worry because those struggles will form part of your story to success and they really will and at the time you don't feel it you don't think it but when you look back and you go oh my god look where I am now and look at the crap that I had to go through it just <laughs> forms part of your story and like I always say your background is your strength so Sorry, that weren't a sentence, was it? It's like a TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah, I think I would pretty much say kind of the same thing, like don't worry, stay focused, stay focused on your goals. Um, and you know, don't don't ever have any regrets in life. That's one thing I don't have. Don't ever have any regrets in life. Um, I guess when I was younger I probably did have regrets, but don't ever have any regrets. Do what you want, when you want, with who you want. And, you know, just to move forward and don't listen to people's negativity. Because in the past, when I was younger, my younger self, you know, I a careers advisor told me I, I won't become a lawyer. So, to you. <laughs> I can say <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> no, to yeah to the younger self just crack on with it get on you will get to you, you you'll you'll be where you're meant to be with who you're meant to be with at the right time so you know as Tor said it's part of your journey it makes you who you are today because if you look back and we think and we look at the struggles that we've been through the experiences that we've been through you don't I, I would say to myself back then don't think about it oh my god why is this happening to me what I would have really liked to do at that time back in my 20s I would have liked to kind of have thought what is what this is what's happened this has happened to me for a reason what what can I learn from it what is this teaching me and not be like oh my god this has happened to me. Oh my Lord, you know, why is it always so difficult for me? And it's so easy for others. I mean, we've all been there. So yeah, I would probably just kind of bash myself over the head and say, look, just get on with it. It's, um, it's an experience. It will make you a lot stronger. And, um, yeah, 
I'll probably just bubble on again of an ote. But yeah. <laughs> it's really inspirational to hear. No, I yeah, I, I love it. It's such an insightful answer. I think as well with you both having gone through so much and having such a down to earth story, like you hear so many people who have come from you know privileged backgrounds or had things essentially handed to them or you know connections and stuff like that and their journey has been quite straightforward and I feel like that is quite disheartening for students and people like us who you know perhaps don't have connections and don't have an easy route into law um and it's so nice to hear that you know people that are similar to us have actually been just as successful as anyone else if not more um, so no, it's definitely like it's great to hear to hear your individual stories and your journeys. Yeah, there's always a way. There's always a way. Never, never think, you know, I can't do it. If you want something so much, it will just happen. Trust yeah. me. You and then you will sit there one day and think, oh my gosh, this has happened. This this had to happen for then this to happen for me to be where I am now. Um, so yeah, it's, um, and can I just leave you with one of my favorite quotes as well, if you don't mind? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Can't shut me up now, but, um, yeah, so <laughs> Tor, Tor's laughing because, um, she, I use this in our talks and yeah. I love, I love this quote. So it's, um, by Eleanor Roosevelt and it's, um, so I'm not going to remember it now. Oh my God. So one of my favorite quotes, it's um, no one has a right to make you feel inferior without your consent. Um, so yeah, absolutely love that quote. And, um, and yeah, it's just, um, and nobody can. So you just, uh, in one year and out the other, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> so. definitely. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you both so much for talking with us and, and sharing your experiences and your journeys. It's so enlightening. So thank you so much for coming and speaking with us. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yeah. 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 Yeah.